You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Chris and Nick Show here on Big Blue View Radio. I am one of the hosts, Nick Filato, joined, as always, by Chris Flum to preview the Giants Week 2, the 1-0 New York Giants Week 2 two game against the Carolina Panthers, the home opener for head football coach, Brian Dable. Chris, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing pretty well. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Hopefully the New York Giants will be doing well after this Sunday game against the Carolina Panthers, a very winnable game, but definitely not a game that I feel like Giant fans should just chalk up as a victory. This is a scrappy team and the New York Giants have a lot of holes on their roster. And I think we should start there. With some of these injuries that have cropped up. Now, we know that Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Ojolari, both of the starting edge rushers, have been dealing with injuries. Kayvon Thibodeau says he's feeling a lot better. Do we realistically expect him to play? And Chris, if he is ruled active, what kind of workload would he have? Yeah, I, I kind of have him as a 50-50 chance to play right now. He was a, He has apparently been running on the sideline. He's at least mobile right now, albeit in a brace. But the Giants have been pretty consistent in saying that your playing time is earned in practice. Uh, That was kind of the main point of Kadarius Toney's press conference this, this week. And Thibodeau hasn't really practiced, at least not yet. Uh, We're recording this right around one o'clock on Friday. So he might, he might hit the practice field today. Uh, we don't know yet. Aziz Ojolari has not practiced yet, at least not to my knowledge. So I feel like Thibodeau, there's at least a chance he will play. But if he does play, I can't imagine we'll see too much of him because the, the Giants don't want to take a chance on him having a setback, making whatever he's dealing with worse. Well, we know what he's dealing with. It's an MCL sprain. Don't want to make it worse. And at least from what I have heard, it's kind of a uh, a pain management or pain tolerance deal for him. And, you know, pain can have effects where you can alter your stride. You can do things in ways you don't ordinarily do, even without thinking about it. And that can lead to further injury. So that, this is still a situation where the Giants have to be careful because they're counting on Thibodeau to play a lot this year, and they really don't need him being a 20% of the time player because they pushed or because they let him come back from, from an injury a week early. And he's really confident that he's going to dress against the Panthers. I would love to see him out there, but I think you are correct. Yet You have to be smart and prudent about how many reps he's going to get. And I even think in say, if he only handles a couple handfuls of reps, he can have an impact against Ikemi Kwanu, who is an interesting rookie, but somebody who just really struggles to protect 
his outside shoulder and pass protection. Now he went up against Miles Garrett. That's a very, very tough ask for him to to be able to block a absolute beast like Miles Garrett. But I still think with Kayvon Thibodeau clicking on full cylinder, if he would be. With his first step, he would be able to exploit and win a few of those plays, maybe come up with a first sack of his career in that matchup against Iquano. Yeah, I kind of noticed the same thing with Icky out there on the edge. And he does seem kind of similar to Andrew Thomas when he was a rookie, where he he more or less had, he didn't really trust his uh, technique yet. And he had to choose between uh, exposing the B gap or protecting his outside shoulder, some oversetting issues, that sort of thing. And having an edge rusher with a first step like Thibodeau's, that is really a nightmare situation for a young offensive tackle. And that can also create opportunities where if Iquanu were to overset to the outside to really sell out to try to protect that outside shoulder, then that B gap is wide open for a blitz. Now, if the Giants don't have the speed on the outside, Jihad Ward, no Shane Simmons played very well against the Tennessee Titans, but they are not Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney out there. No, Zimenez can use and leverage his quickness off the snap, possibly. But again, they, they, he doesn't have the type of timing and technical refinement that those two players have. I mean, they're both former number one overall picks in their respective drafts. But Chris, Kadarius Tony, he popped back up on the injury report in yesterday's practice, which is Thursday, September 15th. But apparently, according to Art Stapleton, he's out there running routes right now. So this is something that I feel like, as Giant fans, we're going to deal with a lot with Kadarius Tony. He's going to be in and out of the injury report. But as long as he can actually get out there on Sunday and play maybe a little bit more than seven snaps, I think that will be a step in the right direction. Yeah, definitely. Especially with the one of the un- other injuries we need to talk about, Wondell Robinson, who played nine snaps <laughs> against the Tennessee Titans. And even though he didn't make it out of the first quarter, he still played more than Kadarius Toney. But the Giants, as we saw with Richie James, they want to have that quick run-after-catch ability, the dynamic slot receiver. And if they don't have Wondell Robinson, they they really do want to have Tony out there. And as we've been saying, he, he needs to earn his way onto the field. So hopefully he will be able to be on the practice field and earn the coach's trust enough to be out there for more than seven snaps you know as far as Wandale Robinson goes um he is day-to-day which you know that seems to be Brian Dable's blanket description for every single injury uh as far all we know right now is that Robinson's leg is still attached Uh, apparently he's walking on the sideline with a big old brace on that leg have a feeling he's going to miss some time. We don't even know the exact nature of the injury right now, at least as far as I know. And then we have the really concerning injury to Aaron Robinson, who I think it was Tuesday. He had an appendectomy, that's appendix removal, which could take a couple weeks. I'm not a doctor. I'm not really 100% certain how long he'll be out. But Aaron Robinson played really well in week one, and there was a lot of question marks about his skill set heading into 2022, and I felt like he handled his own, albeit against Robert Woods and rookie Traylon Burks and, and players who aren't necessarily as explosive as a DJ Moore, but now he's not going to be out there. 
So what are the New York Giants looking at opposite of a Dory Jackson? You're talking about Justin Lane, Cordell Flott, what, Fabian Moreau? I almost called him Foster Moreau, the tight end from, <laughs> from Vegas. Like, we're talking about players who we said if the Giants are going to suck in 2022, then one of those two cornerbacks would have to get injured or Aaron Robinson would have to play as poorly as he did in preseason. And now, one week into the season, Aaron Robinson is out. So it's going to be on Wink Martindale to to really help protect whoever that second cornerback is. And if that kid can rise to the occasion, awesome. But if not, it's a pretty big liability. And you compound that with the fact that there might not be a cave on Thibodeau, at least not a fully healthy cave on Thibodeau. And there's no Aziz Ojolari, so the pass rush is going to be hurt. That's a little bit concerning, is it not? It definitely is. Yeah, The Giants seem to have indicated that all of their cornerback depth is going to be in play. I'd have to guess that either Cordell Flott or Fabian Moreau will be the first guys off the bench. I'm going to guess Moreau will start just because he's got he's got that veteran status. He's a a bigger, more athletic guy than Flott, although Flott has a lot more time in this defense than Moreau. Yeah, there, there really isn't an ideal backup here. Yeah, the, this is this is a definite concern, especially because the Panthers have two good receivers on their roster. Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore are two good, dangerous receivers, and they complement each other really well. Yeah, the Tennessee Titans had a very methodical, yeah, I, I think methodical is the best way to phrase their offense in 2021. But without AJ Brown on that roster, we saw they didn't have the uh, the the kind of dynamic options that loosen up defenses this panthers offense does have some dynamic options on the field and they're at they're in places where the giants don't have a ton of depth and now especially with aaron robinson being injured are the giants are hurting you've got robbie anderson former thousand yard receiver dj moore multiple time thousand yard receiver and of course, Christian McCaffrey, who is one of the most versatile and dangerous players in the league when he's healthy. And he is a different beast of a running back than Derrick Henry. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels. But now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. And we saw what Todd Downing, the Titans offensive coordinator, did to expose the Giants linebackers when they were in the red zone with Dontrell Hilliard. Now, 
you can multiply that by I don't even know how much in terms of Christian McCaffrey, who is a totally different athlete than a Dontrell Hilliard, a totally different type of running back and a totally different type of receiving threat. So, you know, if Ben McAdoo, who's going to have an axe to grind in this game, who definitely has a chip on his shoulder, if he wants the best game plan, you have a one-two punch of attacking and circling whoever that second cornerback is and ensuring that he can rise to the occasion and, and probably more importantly, getting Christian McCaffrey going. Because I think the guy had like three carries last week in the first half. And then he finished with 14 total touches, four targets. That's not a winning formula. And yes, I understand the Carolina Panthers offense was abysmal against the Browns. I think they had the second lowest offensive play output other than the Seattle Seahawks, who that's going to be Pete Carroll's MO, it seems like, with Geno Smith at the helm. But you have Christian McCaffrey. And now Aaron Robinson is out. If you're Ben McAdoo, you have to be looking at this Giants defense and you see these holes. Now you're on the road. You just lost. You're in dire straits right now. Your head coach probably is on the hottest seat in the league. There are ways to attack this Giants defense advantageously for your offense. And uh, I'm just wondering, now we'll talk about the defense later. I'm wondering if the Carolina defense is going to be able to slow Saquon Barkley down enough to allow Carolina to possess the football. But if they do, I mean, I'm, I'm scared of Christian McCaffrey, and I have fears of whoever is lined up against that second corner. Yeah, the, I think this Panthers offense is one that could surprise people. They got off to an absolutely terrible start. Actually, I, I noticed there's actually a lot of similarities between the Panthers and the Giants. Both offenses got off to just really, really bad starts in the first halves of their games. I mean, the Panthers went three and out on their first five drives. They had 19 plays that generated 13 yards. Yeah, it's t- it is honestly legitimately difficult to play worse offense than they did. And it was for a variety of reasons. Their offensive line struggled against the Browns' defense. The Browns have a, have a very good defense. Baker Mayfield and the receivers kind of struggled to get on on the same page. There were drops, uh, just bad penalties that killed drives. So it, it was a mess in the first half. But then the Panthers found some, they found their own traction, kind of the way the Giants did in the third quarter. And they went on a run in the fourth quarter. And it the game came down to a kick. And honestly, it was a Kind of like the like a veteran kicker missing a 47-yard field goal. The Browns won on a fluke kick. A rookie kicker making a 58-yard attempt. Yeah, so this Panthers team is not as bad as I think it is as they are portrayed. You know, they they very well could have won their season opener. And this isn't a team the Giants can afford to take lightly. No, absolutely not. And I think the Giants have an advantage in the trenches. Like I like Taylor Moten. I like Ikami Kwanu. But in terms of stopping the run, we saw what the Giants just did against the Tennessee Titans. Now, can Wink Martindale replicate that game plan against the Carolina Panthers, a different type of running back in Christian McCaffrey, and then a, just a different type of offensive personnel that you're going to have to deal with, with DJ Moore, with Robbie Anderson. Like That's a significant upgrade over what the Tennessee Titans were rolling out there. And I think Ryan Tannehill is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield is still a solid NFL quarterback. And you know he wanted to win that game last week. He didn't get there. And like I said earlier, Chris, 
they need to win this football game. The Giants have to go in there knowing that. The Giants fans who are in the stadium, they have to be loud on third downs, man. Make them not be able to hear their communication with their coaches. Make them second guess everything. And I'm, I'm excited for this matchup. And I do think the Giants can win this football game. I don't, I don't think can means will. So that's something that they're going to have to prove on Sunday because both of these teams have their issues. And you are right too, man. Miles Garrett, Jadavian Clowney, that defensive front, Denzel Ward, that, that defense that they have over there in Cleveland is legit. And the Giants have some holes like we went over so far. I was going to say, I do agree that this the battle in the trenches, I do think favors the Giants at least a little bit, especially on the interior. If the Giants are missing their edge rushers, that really does let Iki Iquanu off the hook. But I'm also looking at the Panthers' starting center, Pat Elfline. He had, I think I counted five botched snaps mm-hmm. against the Browns. And he's an okay Chris. blocker. But if Chris, if, the most explosive play before the Robbie Anderson touchdown was a botched fumble recovery right. by Christian McCaffrey. Isn't that nuts? It, it really was. Yeah. Which is also why you have to pay attention to Christian McCaffrey. He is just like I said, a different kind of beast than Derrick Henry. But I fully expect Wink Martindale to scheme up blitzes to attack Pat Elfline and also to attack Iki Iquanu. Like, those are the two pressure points on this Panthers offensive line. Because they the Giants really cannot afford to let the Panthers get into rhythm. When Baker Mayfield is in rhythm and he is, when he's feeling it, he can deal. Uh, he might not be an elite quarterback, but he is a definite starting NFL quarterback. And if you get, if you let Christian McCaffrey get going in all phases of the game, because he is as dangerous a receiver as he is a runner, then they've got enough diff, enough different weapons that they can spread the ball around and be very, very difficult to stop. And the Giants had a lot of success against Derrick Henry when they forced him to when they forced him to stop his feet when he couldn't just hit a crease and then use those long legs to build up momentum and just batter the defense when he was able to stop his feet kind of like Brandon Jacobs of old had to run sideways that's when the Giants could rally to the ball with McCaffrey his feet are way too quick if he stops his feet he can change direction on a dime and still pick up decent yardage. So the Giants are going to have to keep the Panthers offense in long down and distance situations and really force Baker Mayfield off of his spot and down his progression reads. I think it's interesting too, because Carolina signed Bradley Bozeman from the Baltimore Ravens in free agency and he's not even starting. So they're going with Pat Elfline over someone like a Bradley Bozeman who can play guard, who can play center, and who, by all intents and purposes, is a pretty solid overall NFL interior offensive lineman. So I found that to be interesting that he didn't really play in week one. And another thing that I found interesting just through watching the film in preparation for my Evan Neal Ikemi Kwanu film study that is should be on Big Blue View by the time you're watching this. Please go over there and check that out. It's interesting. It's like 3,500 words, <laughs> but, but run twists at Brady Christensen, the left guard, and Ikemi Kwanu. Because the two times the Browns did that, or they attempted to do that, it just seemed 
awkward. It wasn't terribly handled, but Iquanu's feet get really narrow. The penetration into the B-gap from whoever the defender was. One of the times it was Miles Garrett, so I like to try to give somewhat of a pass on that. But it got really upfield, and it really set the pick on the tackle. And if the center isn't there to help them in that situation, if he slides in the other direction, then that's going to be easy interior pressure that can really screw with Baker Mayfield. Now, on one of those twists, the center was there. So it ended up being a three versus two in the offensive favor. But if it wasn't, that would have been another sack on Baker Mayfield just by the way the guard and the tackle handled the twist. So I think you can exploit them. And I think if Wink Martindale only wants to bring four, that is a way that you can attack Baker Mayfield and get pressure if you do want to drop seven into coverage. Yeah, and those were things we kind of noted on Iquanu's scouting report where he can get overly aggressive and he can have issues with speed off of the edge. And even if the Giants don't have Kayvon Thibodeau and Aziz Ojolari out there, they will still have O'Shane Zimenez, who, as you've noted, it's very quick. And they'll have Mike McFadden and they will be getting Dane Belton back. So they will have some speed and quickness that they can use in their blitzing game. In addition to Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence, who can be loopers on those twists. So it's it, it. The giants definitely have options to attack the weak points on the Panthers offensive line. And I think we're going to see if we see pressure, it will be coming from the offensive left side. Yeah, and a lot of those twists that I was referring to are TE twists. So that means the tackle is the penetrator, and then the end is the looper. Moving on, though, man, this Panthers defense I find to be interesting because they're wildly undisciplined in their gap control. They missed, I think, like 18 tackles or something just astronomical. I respect Phil Snow as a coordinator, and I actually think they have some talent there. Brian Burns, you and I always talk about Brian Burns. I, I think he's a very, very good football player. He has two consecutive seasons of over 50 pressures in the NFL, and I think he can give Evan Neal some fits with his speed, although I believe Evan Neal is much better at recovering than someone like an Iquanu. However, the secondary, man, it's also pretty damn strong. Now, they're young. They're inexperienced. They get grabby. I think they can certainly be exploited, and I think the Giants' game plan will be focused on Saquon Barkley because Phil Snow's defense has not proven that he could stop the run. But if they do stop the run, that secondary is good enough to, I feel like, shut down the receivers if Kadarius Toney is not fully up to speed and healthy. I think Sterling Shepard will get his, but... I don't know, Chris. This this is a this is a unit that has some talent. It's just they're fundamentally flawed. Yeah, the, I like that you point out their discipline, and I, I really love J.C. Horn as a player. He is big. He's long. He's athletic. He is technically proficient, but he is very, very, very aggressive. Like my description of him is. You know, Stephen Gilmore with Aqib Tlaib's attitude. He he wants to beat receivers and possibly beat them up. The Panthers also have Jeremy Chin out there, a big, super athletic. Um, I suppose he's a safety. Technically, he's a safety. He's big enough he could play linebacker if he wanted to. They do have a lot of, like you said, they've got a lot of talent on this unit, but it is very young. And 
the Giants have proven adept so far at disguising and using misdirection to their advantage. I th- saw a stat they used movement, pre-step movement on 59% of their offensive plays. It was 29% a year ago. So we are going to see either Richie James or Kadarius Tony sprinting horizontally behind the line of scrimmage a lot. And I think Mike Kafka is going to throw as much eye candy at the Panthers as he can to slow down this defense and use their aggressiveness against them. I think we're also going to see Daniel Jones run the ball a lot. We saw it on a a few plays early on in the game, and then the Giants kind of put that back on the shelf till the end, which I think is kind of the, the smart way to go about it. You force the defense to respect that. You put that in their mind. And then you kind of hold off on it because you don't need your quarterback getting beat up in the second quarter. (laughs) Yeah, and Carolina too, man. They ran base defense over 50% of the time. And I think a a solid reason for that is just Cleveland. And Cleveland was out there using some 12 personnel packages, some 21 personnel packages with Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. So I'm like just weighing how much we can look at what Carolina did in week one and see what they're going to do against the New York Giants, because I think the Giants are going to have a much different game plan than the Cleveland Browns, albeit I do still think it will be centralized around the rushing attack, just like the Browns were with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Nick Chubb went off for like 141 yards. Like Carolina is just wildly bad in terms of their rush defense. I think they were second worst in terms of rush defense EPA in the National Football League in week one, whereas the New York Giants and the Cleveland Browns were both top four in terms of rushing efficiency in week one on the offensive side of the football. So what does that say? It says run the damn football when you're at home and you're a favorite team and you should theoretically beat this football team with Saquon Barkley, who is just scorching hot right now. What's hotter, Chris? <laughs> Saquon Barkley or Matt Rule's seat? Ooh, um, I... I got to go with Matt Rule's seat because there were people calling for him to get fired last year. You know, Barkley might get hotter, but right now, Matt Rule, he is coaching for his job right now. And like you said at the beginning of this show, this is a this is a game the Panthers kind of go in knowing they have to go out there and win. You know, Brian Dayball is playing with house money. Nobody would have been upset if he missed on that two-point conversion and the Giants lost on that but Matt Rule has absolutely no wiggle room he has no goodwill goodwill left in that organization and yeah if he goes down 0-2 to start the season he might be one of the first coaches fired this year as the coaching carousel starts to spin up yeah, and I don't want to call for anybody's job or do any of that, but I think you're correct. If, if you had to place a bet on it, Matt Rule would probably be the first coach that would come to a lot of people's minds. And after this game, he does have a homestand consisting of three games. That's really important, right? But one of them is the New Orleans Saints. The other one is the Arizona Cardinals, and the other one is the San Francisco 49ers. I'll say this. If those are 1 o'clock games, presumably they are, having West Coast teams travel to the East Coast can get a little tricky, right? 
So you have a three-game homestand, but those are not really easy teams. Arizona's kind of a mess, but San Francisco with Kyle Shanahan and then New Orleans, those are tough. And then you have to travel to California to play the Rams, and then you host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Like that's that's not the easiest schedule. So you know they're looking at week two against the New York Giants, who have just been a dumpster fire for the last several years and now have this glimmer of hope. You know they're looking at that game and saying, dude, we need to win this football game if we want to retain our jobs. Yeah, I think that's really what it comes down to. And this game is going to be very interesting. And yeah, the the Giants are kind of stuck in a bit of a not great position just because of the injuries they are currently dealing with. You know, they've got the the left guard rotation between Joshua Zudu and Ben Bredesen. The two of them played basically the same number of snaps last week. Suddenly have Aaron Robinson out. Uh, Wandale Robinson's out. Aziz, Ojal- Aziz Ojolari will probably be out. Kayvon Thibodeau might be out. Yeah. The Giants are beat up. They also just beat off a, for- a former number one seed. So <laughs> I-, I think this is going to be another tough close, hard-fought game between two teams that really want and need to win this game. Yeah, and we're going to see what's going to happen, man. you have anything else on this matchup? Are you just eager to see what the New York Giants can do against these Carolina Panthers on Sunday? Yeah, I'm just looking forward to the game. I think it's going to be a very good game. Same here. Thank you, everybody for tuning in to the Chris and Nick show here on Big Blue View Radio. Please head on over to our website, bigblueview.com. We have all the up-to-date news on the New York football giants, deep dives into what's going on, the X's and O's, and everything that you want to know about this football team. And also subscribe, leave a comment, like the podcast. That helps us move up the algorithm. Thank you so much, everybody. Take care of each other. Have a lovely day. And let's go New York football giants. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement. First thing in the morning, as soon as you wake up, the to-do list starts. Does the car need gas? Hopefully those leftovers are still good. Why did I get CC'd on the <laughs> No. You can't escape the to-do list, but you can make the most of your me time with a relaxing shower using Method Hair Care products. Try Pure Peace Volumizing, Simply Nourish Moisturizing, or Daily Zen Shampoo and Conditioner for daily use. All formulated with long-lasting fragrances and are safe for color-treated hair. Reconnect with the best version of yourself. Visit methodproducts.com to unleash your inner shower.